Welcome, everyone, to Back in My Day. My name's David Petrangelo, and this week, I am lucky enough to be joined by... Michael R. Power. And Ian Walter. Gents, gents, uh, weekly, semi-weekly checkup, how is everyone sort of doing? <laughs> I, I say that in such a, like, uh, <laughs> kind of... We're sort of doing fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. think we kind of get accustomed to this new lifestyle, right? It's just, right, yeah, in some ways. I mean, we're obviously forced to and stuff. but uh, Like, we, we long for the days where it'll be safe to do certain things again and all that, but every, everything else person, is kind of... You know? Yeah, simple, exactly. Silly things like that, right? So, yeah, get together and record a podcast. That would, yeah, that's... Oh, that seems like so long ago we were able to do that. Yeah. It's crazy how much of a difference it makes when you're sitting in the same room. I know. <laughs> and with... Really good recording equipment that we now we don't have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know we're missing that. Damn, <laughs> we're burning everybody's I must, ears. I must say, Dave, you've been doing a bang up job with these, uh, you know, quarantine episodes. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Well, I'm not doing it on my own, so it's the uh, credit goes to you guys too. So it's it's been good. It's been fun to to be able to sort of catch up on a bunch of stuff. I think it gives us a good excuse to sort of talk about things that we're catching up on, whether it's new or old or whatever. But um, and get yeah. some human connection in our lives that's missing from staying exactly. at home all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, speaking of like just new and old stuff sort of mashed together, I guess, um, Mike, we got like some, we're, we're recording on a day that this news broke and about a week, I think removed from previous news about this. So mm-hmm. we have some star Wars, Disney plus news, Mike, what do, what do we got that we want to sort of at least touch on a little bit here? Yeah, we don't know many details, but it was just announced that uh, Donald Glover will be starring in a Lando Calrissian live-action series on Disney+. And this follows the news that there's a new uh, animated series also heading to Disney+, Plus called The Bad Batch, which is a spinoff of Clone Wars. So that's two new uh, Star Wars series heading Disney+. Plus. If you listen to the podcast, you know we are big Star Wars fans, number one, and we're also big fans of the stuff on Disney Plus, like The Mandalorian and Star Ian Wars for Life, that's it, Rebels man. and um, <laughs> and uh, Clone Wars. So, yeah, the big news is the Lando Calrissian because Donald Glover is a huge name. Oh yeah. Um, so to snag him, he's uh, he was great. Even though I didn't like the movie, he's probably the best part of the movie that he was in, the solo movie. So he was a great Lando. Lando is a character that's always been sort of underserved in in the movies. So yeah. he's going to get yeah, his a fan own favorite. One of those Star Wars characters that's a fan favorite that's almost in it for what? A, an hour of screen time? I mean, he's great in the movies, but it yeah. would be nice to expand on his character a little bit in his story. Again, my only complaint would be, you know, I've said it before, they keep going back to that same well of the original movies and the original mm-hmm. characters, and they cannot seem to tell new stories in new parts of the galaxy. They're just obsessed. And I get it. It's the main, it's the brand. It's, it's easy money. Um, but Star Wars, I hope soon they'll take a chance and they'll get out of that time period. Cause even the Mandalorian takes place 
in the time period of the of those movies. Yeah, yeah, of the movies, right? So, um, be nice if one day they would move on from then. But hey, not complaining too much. More Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? What do you guys think? Are you guys, what do you guys? <laughs> yeah, think yeah. What about the... you, man? Because uh, let's actually let's start with the uh, with the Bad Batch stuff because uh, sure. Because you finished the series, I believe, right? Um, yeah. I don't know and enough it, about it. I, I touched on it by watching it, but I haven't finished the series, so I'm I'm kind of a blank slate on that. Uh, what, what do you think of one choosing them as the sort of group and the, and the story to follow, and two, like, does it really does it make sense? Like, what what's your feeling on that? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of saw it coming. I mean, when I when I described the final season of the Clone Wars, it. Uh, starts off so it's a twelve episode season and it starts off with the first four episodes are featuring the Bad Batch, so it kind of hints that they're setting up these characters for more because you only get four episodes out of them. Gotcha. But they are like a cool ragtag bunch. It's kind of like if you imagine maybe a Star Wars superhero movie, maybe you can get that kind of quality stuff out of the Bad Batch. Now they're doing an animated series. So in my mind, it's kind of their way of continuing the Clone Wars without calling it Clone Wars. Right. <laughs> and maybe maybe it'll take place after the Clone Wars. I think it's supposed to take place after the Clone Wars, but it'll be with familiar characters. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot to be excited about for that. Cool, cool. And then I guess, uh, like Mike touched on with uh, with the Lando stuff, I mean, we know kind of about him. I, I think if you just are someone who just watches the movies, then um, he's sort of like this offshoot of of Han and you know you get a touch a little bit more of their history in in the solo movie Uh, but unless you've sort of dug deeper into the books and lore and things like that like you still don't know that much about him so I guess this that's true I guess this sort of will happen I I don't we don't know yet because literally the day that we're recording we heard of this Um, Mm -hmm. if it's happening before solo which would be my assumption or just after solo and um I don't know. I think that that's still kind of cool, even though it's true. I think Mike's right. Sort of getting outside this uh, familiar timeline would be, would be a lot of fun. It would be a little, uh, very interesting, but at least he's a character we don't know anything about or know that much about. I don't know. I can't wait to see how they're going to like come up with a way to put Lando on Tatooine because (laughs) every star Wars like thing, they always have to go to Tatooine. Like every, like even the Mandalorian, the prequels, the new movies, they they like it's the one planet. It's like such a big universe. Yeah, there's this yeah. one planet where like everything seems to happen. It's so it's silly and everything revolves he, around tattooing. It's like their sun, but it's not their sun. Yeah. <laughs> if they put him on there even for a, like a scene, it's gonna be end up being a big joke. Like yeah. oh, I hope yeah. they avoid it, but I don't have any faith that they will. Like I have a feeling <laughs> he will show up on Tatooine at one point in the yeah, series. It's... It's not a bad bet. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you're safe to put a couple bucks on that, Mike. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's huge breaking news, right? I mean, yes, it's going to be a series, but it's going to be that cinematic quality that we've come to expect from The Mandalorian. And just uh, having Donald Glover back as Lando, like you said, Mike, is a, it's a great thing. And I think the thing is, we did that episode about the Snyder Cut. There was a lot of people clamoring for a solo sequel, even though it wasn't as well received. There's still right. a pocket of people out there that want to see, you know, solo two or whatever and i think it was always more realistic just to continue with some of the characters and storylines that were set up inside of solo right and actually make a solo sequel and we could even see alden aaron Reich appear as han solo in like some random fashion but who, who knows with that but what i'm saying is the possibility is there and we don't necessarily need another movie centered around solo but we can have like they 
teased at Darth Maul and all these things. And we know in the animated series that he does pop up here and there. So it'd be cool to see, you know, what they have in store for this Lando series. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think so. Um, yeah. What characters they're going to use and everything, right? Yeah. I would, I, would, I would hope that they go beyond the solo movie and have a little bit of an older or just like, you know, carry on the story of like the Lando that we met inside of solo rather than go back even further. Even further. I'd, okay. I'd rather than progress the progress his character. Yeah. But I guess my, my assumption was that like, it's a lot about, it's going to surround a lot about like their, their relationship because they knew each other before the solo movie was in, you know, like, but what is their history? Like, unless they say it during the movie or unless you've read the books about it, I feel like, I don't know, maybe that means that then, then they have to have a Han Solo actor and maybe they just don't want to touch on that. So yeah, maybe going after the movie would actually make a little bit more sense and maybe even easier for them to pull off. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. the whole like Millennium Falcon thing, how they used to fly together and when they were younger, but then I guess then you got to ca- cast another Han Solo and then maybe they just don't want to have to do that again because um, not yeah. that it was a failure by any means, but I think that was more just the movie itself. But like, yeah, then they I think because it's replacing a young Harrison Ford in it. Yeah, because it's a series, though. You could definitely. I I don't think Alden Ehrenreich would necessarily say no, right? Like I think no, I don't still, think so. Yeah, like there's still a chance that they could use him as a as Han Solo if unless they if, went further. If further the back. situation yeah. calls for it, right? But yeah, yeah. Either I wonder way, what characters just, will pop up because they love putting in characters from all the other movies. So it'll it will be show up. They're gonna Millennium do Tatooine. Falcon. They're gonna do Tatooine, and Jabba's gonna be there. Like that's what's yeah. going. You know, it's because. Yeah that's what he did right Can't help you know? themselves <laughs> yeah i mean i'd be okay with that as long as it's not revolving around that like yeah it's fine. and then of course the other idea is you know he was in the solo movie he's talking about his book and all like the what is it, the chronicles of land of calrissian yeah so i mean they could kind of dive into that i don't know if that's yeah i mean they, they got a lot of ideas but... and it's it's sort of in a pocket of story types and of timeline even though it is within the same timeline as as the movies at least we haven't quite seen that corner as as much we've only really seen a touch on that in uh i guess in mandalorian now in a little bit of a way and then in solo other than that they haven't really explored it as much in that sort of type of um uh quote-unquote profession i guess if you want to call it that true Uh, and you know now that i'm thinking about it if i had creative freedom on this series as an Empire Strikes Back fan, I would want to see like a young Lando like building up the best fan. Yeah. You know, like just, just starting to lead. How he and, gets like, the doing, Cloud doing City. All that, and just like all the crazy choices he has to make to keep yeah. the city afloat. So to speak. that's true. So yeah. yeah that could be, cool. be it. That could be all they need, right? There's lots of, lots of different scenarios you can get in during that, uh, during that whole thing. So, um, sorry, I meant setting up Cloud City on best fan. You know, like, yeah. That whole confusing yeah cloud mass i know it's a cloud mass but it's also a planet but is it (laughs) (laughs) all right um okay so mike also came up with like a really good topic uh we'll get to that in just two seconds we're gonna sort of talk about um a bunch of uh really cool easter eggs that we uh that we enjoyed in games growing up and some a little bit closer now but most of them i think will be coming from our past um so we'll get to that in just two seconds back everybody um after a little bit of star wars talk we're gonna head back into some um i guess old school gaming talk uh 
Mike came up with a really great idea of uh, talking about uh, Mike again with the great ideas. I, I got nothing. Like I, I hit, I hit record and then we just kind of go, but Mike comes up with all the good ideas. So give all the credit. I just steal them. That's the trick. <laughs> but you present them to us as if they're new. So, um, so, yeah, talk, there you go. <laughs> um, so our idea is, uh, or Mike's idea was to um, come up with some of our favorite Easter eggs from games and Easter eggs, you know, usually it's, it's like a, maybe it's a secret or it's a, it's a trick that you find in the game or sometimes it's something funny. Um, it's a lot, of, it kind of covers a lot of different things. Um, but to sort of get us started, Mike, what's one of the ones that you, uh, that you chose um, as sort of a favorite gaming Easter egg from growing up? Yeah. So again, I got the idea from the book I'm reading about the history of video games. So uh, it's a great book. It's called game on um so that's where i got the idea and it was cool the, the author going over his favorite easter eggs in the book i thought that would be a fun topic for us and what came to mind when i was reading you know some easter eggs are really subtle they're just like some message that uh, a coder has put in or something like that right and those are cool but i think my favorite easter egg of all time i don't even know if you guys would consider this an easter egg but it was in the video game tony hawk pro skater 2 when you okay. beat the entire game 100%, I think it was with a creative player, you unlocked Spider-Man as a character you could play with. I totally forgot and so, about that. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, 100% criminal by the created skater. And this was... That's Spider right. I do year. remember that, actually. Yeah. yeah, but Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, I think it was like even before things like forums and... Or maybe forums, but I wasn't using the internet a lot, so I'm trying to say. So when this, when this yeah. happened... I had like no idea. And then when I unlocked Spider-Man in the game as a huge Spider-Man comic book fan, it was like the coolest thing ever. And he could do tricks like his own tricks, like using his uh, web shooters and like, pull, and like I just played with hours as Spider-Man. So that to me, um, yeah, I, I mean, consider that sort of an Easter egg. Yeah. That that's a, so that's cool. a huge Easter egg for sure. Because like you said, if, if it's, especially if it's not being passed around too much, I mean, it, it, the game came out in 2000, right. For PS1. Like it's, yeah. It, you know, and, and Game Boy and things like that, but like, um, but yeah, I feel I like a PC. Yeah, and you have to you have to really plug your way through the game and stuff. That's for sure an Easter egg, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. that was so cool. So that that was my uh, that was stuck out to me as like my favorite one of my favorite Easter eggs of all time. I, I have three, so I'll it. start with that one. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, I got uh, I got one that's probably on your list, Mike. I'm just assuming, or maybe it's on your list, Ian, as well. Is the um, the cow level in Diablo 2. Oh, oh I yeah. can't believe I didn't have that. I'm so glad you said that. That was huge. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was awesome. one of those things where it's like, is it actually real? And then it ended up being sort of like a meme before it was a meme kind of thing. Like, you know, is it true? Is it a conspiracy? Is it like, <laughs> there's only certain ways that you could get to the portal to get to that spot. Um, yeah. And there's just a bunch of cows with weapons and shields coming after you. And it was just like this loot heavy sort of area. It, it didn't progress the game. It was just a fun thing that they added that was based off of, uh, I looked it up before I should have had that, had that window open but it was based off of someone uh assuming that that type of easter egg existed in the original diablo game so it didn't 
it never actually was created in the original one. So instead what they did was they created sort of a secret Easter egg way of getting to this portal that took you to what this, you know, assumption was from the original Diablo. And then it ended up being this big thing. And it was like, you know, you have to do certain things to get to the portal and to get to the level and it would give you a bunch of loot and stuff. And it was just the, the silliest random thing, like just cows on their hind legs just coming after you with axes and swords. And it was like... <laughs> Yeah, it was so yeah. cool. Like you get online and you and people would talk about it, and then you'd find that one per- random person that would like show it to you. Yeah, and then exactly. you you'd figure out how to do it. You'd show your friends. Yeah, it was super cool. Very oh, early. Yeah, that brings back memories. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, memories. just just going in and and you know the sort of I can ju- I just picture the old menu of servers and and games that people were hosting on Diablo mm-hmm. two when we were on dial up, and seeing like the title of the of that hosted level would be the cow level, and then you join it. And the, maybe you caught it at the right time that you'd be able to follow that person to the cow level because you didn't know how to get there. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> that's guy, a good right? pick. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the first one that stood out to me, and I didn't even have to – it was, like, immediate. The first thing Do you I remember what you had to uh, – it just came back to me. <laughs> what you had to combine to create the cow level? Actually, don't. I closed that window for some – You had to combine Ritz leg and a tomb of town portal in the hydratic cube. All these words bring back so much memories. Yes. While standing in the rogue encampment. Yeah. That's right. The leg was the hard thing to get. The That's leg right. was the hard thing to get, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and then the cube, yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so if anyone wants to go That's back awesome. to – That's a good one. Um, yeah. Ian, how about you, man? Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, when I think about Easter eggs, I think this one should count, but it's it's one that I always loved as a kid, was when I was playing Mortal Kombat. And I'm, I would assume it'd have to be Mortal Kombat 2, or it might have been the first one, actually. But you know the different ninjas, everyone's favorites, you know, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, yeah, and my favorite, Reptile. Um, but then... Uh, I know Reptile wasn't in the original, but there was the creator would pop up, right? When you're playing and he would say, Toasty! Yes. You know, he'd like, he'd pop up and if you did the right combination, you get to go down in the crypt and fight Smoke. And then you could unlock him as a playable character. Right. So that was really cool. Right. Um, I mean, that uh, kind of an Easter egg, I guess, because of the, the, one of the creators kind of popping up there in the corner. And then you have to come up with the the cheat code essentially to get in, right? Yeah. To, well, to similar, similar to like what, what Mike was, well, actually for actually both of our choices a little bit, you kind of have to do a particular thing to get to this sort of unlockable, I guess is kind mm-hmm. of what that is. Right. Yeah. So it's not even something that's presented that you see in like a photo in the background or something like it's like you said, it's sort of like a cheat code thing almost. Um, it makes me think of when you were talking about, I think metal gear and just like at some point, people just had to sit there with their console and figure these things out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, how, yeah. how do you even figure out the combination to, to essentially crack the game and get some new Easter egg, right? Yeah, and you're cracking the game, but they want you to find it, right? Like, it was created there in a way so that you could find it, but how would you unless it was, you know, if it's the early 90s like that, like it is with, with Mortal Kombat especially, like, it's, it's word of mouth or it's the magazines, you know, it's a GamePro or yeah. Nintendo magazine. Right. Right? So, I remember finding out the combinations for like babalities and fatalities yeah, for my neighbor and then writing them down. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship and everything. Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Which are now like included in the newer games, which is really cool. So they can do fun stuff yeah, like that. Cool. The one friendship one that stands out to me, I don't really, I never played a ton of Mortal Kombat. I think it was in the third one. Who was the, the, the male cop? I can't remember who he was. 
The male cop. Yeah. The third one? May, third or fourth. Damn. I don't know. But his, but his, I think it was a friendship one, but he basically, he would, he would, the guy would be stunned and then he would hold up one of the, uh, the crossing signs, the stop and crossing signs, walk in the middle of the screen and a bunch of kids would just run over the, the enemy and just <laughs> like a hundred kids just ran across the screen and just ran him over and there's blood splattering all over the place. Oh, <laughs> and it just says friendship. Like. Striker wins. Victory. Friendship. <laughs> I don't know why that stands out. So, um, Anyways, Mike, uh, what else? You said you got at least three, right? Yeah, I got another one. So, um, all right. This other one is actually uh, Spider-Man themed again. So nice. this is a game that I, I don't know how many people played this game, but I loved it. And uh, it's the first Spider-Man game, or the Spider-Man game based on the first Tobey Maguire movie. Okay. So, you know, they used to make movies like or games based on all these movies. So there was a yeah. Spider-Man game. It was for GameCube. It was in 2002, I believe. GameCube, Xbox, PS2, that era. And I had it for um, GameCube. And the Easter egg in this game was when you beat the game, you unlocked... The final boss was Green Goblin. And when you beat the game, you unlocked Green Goblin as a character you could play uh, through the game with. That's right. And so it was so it was awesome. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever, to play as Green Goblin, fly on his glider. Like, he had special moves on the glider and off the glider. And I would play, I played the whole game story mode again. And it was kind of like he was overpowered because Spider-Man has levels he has to swing through and, like, you know, time, time and stick the walls and all that. But the, you have a glider, so you're just flying through those levels. Right. And like, dropping yeah. bombs and everyone. And all the boss battles are, like, so much easier. But it was so much fun playing as a green goblin i thought that was so cool so that that was my idea it changes the game completely like you said right which is interesting yeah you just fly everywhere instead of having to swing and time your jumps yeah um there's something really fun about about playing as and i've always like uh craved that in every other spider-man game that's came out like even the playstation 4 one i was like man i hope in the end you get to play as green goblin that would be awesome it would actually be cool in that one because it's so big to be a different character too i mean obviously like we've talked about we the, the way they did the web swinging and all that is like amazing. It's super fun and everything, but mm-hmm. um, it would actually be interesting if they could, because it's so much bigger than what the original Spider-Man game was that you're talking about. Yeah, it's like after you've cool. mastered the game and all the swinging, then you can just, okay, you've done it all here. I have this glider and you can for, just like fly anywhere you want. Like, zipping around and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. um, I have, uh, I, it, this one came to mind because I was, I just happened to see someone post about the game and, it's not old at all. The, my next two choices are, are actually fairly new um, from newer games, but I've always liked sort of um, similar to what uh, uh, Pixar movies do all the time. They have an item that shows up in the background that is related to another one of their movies. You know, like um, in Monsters, Inc., you see the little ball that you, that you see mm. from Toy Story or in Toy Story, you see one of the characters from Monsters, Inc. in the background, or something, like that it's represented as a toy. Little things like that. I always find are really cool. Like, they're not there for you to notice. They're just part of the setting. So yeah. this one came to mind because I saw someone playing or post something about Overwatch. And uh, I can't remember which level it is, but uh, you start on one side of the level in an arcade, and all the arcade machines are semi-representations of what actual arcade machines actually are so you look at i mean you can smash up like the level and stuff like that but there's one 
that I can't, I, that it, it looks like Street Fighter, but it's Tyrael from Diablo and Tychus from Starcraft fighting each other mm-hmm. in like the little arcade cabinet. And then they have another one that looks like almost like a Pac-Man table, but it's actually the Lost Vikings, which is a Blizzard game and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have the same name, but it, you can tell that that's what it is. If you recognize those characters, that's what it is. And then there's another mm-hmm. one that's called uh, Metal Tank or something, which looks like the Metal Slug games. And the tank in it is the tank from the original StarCraft. So you sort of see all these little like mini tie-ins and stuff. And it doesn't do anything to the game. It's just a dress setting. It's just something to look at while you're waiting for the 30-second clock to, lo- to go down before you pick your character. <laughs> but like... But that's a classic kind of cool. version version of an Easter egg, which is really just yeah. like some some writing or some graphics somewhere that only a few people understand. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is a good. Or, yeah, that's a good one. I think it's kind of cool. So, um, yeah, a much newer game, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. but I think it's interesting that that they do stuff like that. And Blizzard has so many characters they can sort of play with that it's easy for them. Yeah, to Blizzard do. is good with the Easter egg stuff. Hey, eh? they they yeah. put a lot of it in. Yeah, if you, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ian, you got anything else on the list? Um, yeah, well, I was thinking back to some of the stuff that I said from defining my childhood, such as my favorite Mario game, which is Super Mario Bros. 3. Yep. Um, and, of course, I think this qualifies as an Easter egg because you have to do something secret to get it, which is when you duck behind the white uh, box in the third level, and then you have to go behind the level and get right. the, the flute one of two flutes that can get you advance you through to the next round of worlds and eventually get you to the end of the game in, you know, the use of two items essentially. Right. Right. Oh yeah. I forgot. Cause it, cause it's sort of the, the game is presented as if it's on a stage, right? So you're going yeah. behind the set dressing. Like you said, that's cool. It's, yeah, a, pop, so I mean, it's a popular um, thing that like speed runners do to like yeah. that. That's why well, that's cool. Cause it lets you yeah, like yeah. beat the entire Mario game. And like, whatever the time is like 15 minutes is. or something yeah. crazy like that. Oh, well, I, me- I mentioned the first time I ever played the game, my uncle had showed me how to do that. So I just that that's how I thought you played. So I just would go oh, to the so third cool. level, get the flute, uh, get as far as I could <laughs> to get to the next flute and then get to world eight. And I was always stuck on world eight as like a little kid. Just like, <laughs> why, is it, why is this game so hard? Like, you know I mean? like, seems so easy. Where are the flutes? Yeah, where are the rest yeah. of the flutes? That was a pretty memorable one for me. The fastest speed run for Super Mario Brothers three without any of the secrets, with just going through every level, is uh, fifty minutes. So just just mm-hmm. under an hour, which is insane it is yeah that's that is insane um and then it looks like i'm trying to find what the speed run with it is but um i'm sure it's like you know five minutes or something (laughs) yeah probably something crazy all right i uh i have a third one that i'll I'll just quickly mention um it's actually also tony hawk uh related (laughs) and this time it's tony hawk 3 so i was a big big tony hawk fan and tony hawk 3 was my favorite one and so after Spider-Man and Tony Hawk 2, I was like, oh, man, what is it going to be in 3? What, what are the characters you're going to unlock at, at the end of um, Tony Hawk 3? So I obsessively played that game. And I was not disappointed when the two characters that you unlock as skaters were Wolverine and Darth Maul. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, but I remember the Darth I do, Maul. I remember sure. Darth Maul for sure. Oh, I love playing with Darth Maul. And his board hovers. It has no wheels. Yeah, and another Easter sick. egg they added is so in the character selection screen, Tony Hawk 3, you were like in a shop and there was like a guy, right. like a shopkeeper, right? Right, right, right. And when yeah, you, when you selected on Darth Maul, 
the sh- the shopkeeper was uh, force choked. Yeah. So yeah, normally yeah. he's just animated and he's just standing there, but then when you turn normal, he all of a sudden he gets force choked. He's levitated in the air and he's choking, and you hear choking sounds. That's yeah, example yeah. Of like a, a really really cool like design like Easter egg that they put in there. That's amazing. And, Honestly, um, yeah, Wolverine, Tony Hawk Darth Maul. That game was so good. Oh, it was so good. And they had their own special moves that were super cool. Like Wolverine had like the Berserker. I don't remember exactly what um, Darth Maul did, but I know he had this lightsaber out like the whole time. Yeah, he was and holding it. And stats were really side. good. Yeah. It's those kind of Easter eggs, like the three that I mentioned there that are my favorite, which is like you beat the game, then you get this really good reward that makes you want to keep playing the game over and over. You know what I mean? That is the best right. kind of Easter egg to me. Um, so those are why those three are my, my favorites. Nice. I love that. That's great. I've co- totally forgot about all, almost all of those. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Crazy. awesome, man. No, just sim- better, simpler times whenever I could, like, just playing Tony Hawk. It's just, that's Darth Maul. You know? <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty good right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. So uh, good. I, uh, my, my last one is, is really new, and it's actually a little bit of a spoiler, so I'm actually probably not going to not going to mention it. It's from last of us too. And I just, Ooh, it's, okay. yeah, it's, do you, it's want me really... to, do you want me to take out my earbud and you can just whisper sweet nothings for viewers? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, it's something that doesn't necessarily progress the story or whatever, but it's a moment that is, um, it's actually sort of really sort of slows things down. It's really like a nice moment, but then they throw in a couple sort of tidbits that, that do callbacks to, I'm not going to tell what they call back to, but, it's fun for, for they throw in like these nerdy sort of um, comments while, while they're talking. And uh, I'm talking about it very broadly, but if anyone's played the game, they probably know what I might be hinting at. It's about halfway through. It involves two main characters, but um, it's, it immediately became one of my favorite ones. And it's less of an Easter egg and more of if you're paying enough attention it rewards your nerdiness and I love mm. that. <laughs> so that's awesome. And it's a huge departure of the very seriousness of what the game is, which was a nice refreshing sort of, um, sort of thing. So, uh, I feel, feel mm-hmm. bad that I can't talk about it, but I just, I don't want to. Well, it's a nice teaser, them. right? So yeah. something for the diehard last of us fans to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, did you finish that one? I did finish last of us too. Yeah. And nice. uh, it's a hell of a game. That's all. That's like, <laughs> it's hard to talk about without talking about all the beats that go on in the game. But it's yeah. In my opinion, it's it's amazing um, on almost every level. So uh, it's well worth playing, especially especially if you enjoyed the first one. Mm. So um, yeah, like yeah. I think most of us have been like the ones I that came to my mind were like the really hard hitting like game changer kind of ones but like mm-hmm. i did like what you mentioned about just the subtle easter eggs here and there that you can see throughout all game, most games most epic games anyways and uh i think back to some of the older ones like um i think ocarina of time like i i remember looking through the window of the the castle and you could see a connection to the mario 64 game with the, the characters right. oh my the god wall. i forgot about that so that i mean like so st- cool. stuff like that just like to to remind you that it's all nintendo or that yeah yeah that's super and cool. yeah that, those kind so of things were always fun nice and like probably the most famous sort of easter egg of all time the konami code you know they're oh, like yeah. up up down down left yeah. right left, yeah right, <laughs> right, start yeah how uh, they put that in in like all their games and like tons of game like tons of places if you do that code 
there'll be like an Easter egg, like even Overwatch, apparently, um, you can type that code in, there's Easter egg. They put it on like some, apparently some uh, Netflix like devices and some websites. <laughs> and so like, yeah, people just love trying that code everywhere to see who's like, who's used it. And it's yeah. yeah. that the most. <laughs> yeah. I use that the most on Super Nintendo for uh, Double Dragons and Battletoad. Battletoads, mm-hmm. had, they had the game together. You can pick either uh, any of those five characters and that's the one we use that and what it did was it gave you like not unlimited lives but it basically gave you like 100 lives and then you can choose you can start at whichever level you wanted um yeah i think it was contra was the first game one yeah, of the first games to ever yeah. use it or gradius oh, okay yeah and yeah then, that makes yeah, that's sense that's where it started pretty impossible eh? yeah oh, yeah, yeah you, if you didn't lot. use the the unlimited lives you were like mm-hmm. pretty much done for yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah mike when you were talking about using green goblin as a playable character that's that's what and like being overpowered and that's mm-hmm. what made me think of the cheat code for um jurassic park sega genesis and i mentioned this in a previous episode but mm-hmm. basically you get to the second controller can activate alan grant or the raptor to fly through the level <laughs> so, you, so the second controller can can like fly you around and get you away from like dangerous places and stuff. Because again, another basically very like difficult like game. an unlimited uh, P wing for for Mario three. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty cool. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, guys, yeah, so that's um, some good ones. That's great. That's awesome. We're gonna uh, I'm gonna try and actually use maybe that Konami code on like my mini SNES. I wonder if they have. I'm assuming it's all built into some of those. You should, yeah. I'm sure some of them. I'm going to actually get Battletoads and Double Dragon and see if I can try and use it on that because I love that game. That was one of the... Like, I know we talked about Double Dragon a couple weeks ago, Mike, but, like, the Battletoads Double Dragon one, it's, like, now it's five characters that play differently from each other as opposed to just the two and stuff. I mean, Alex played that. Me and my brother played that a lot, so that was kind of fun. Um, All right, so, Mike, if anyone wants to keep up with us, uh, follow along. We're going to be playing games online. We have a channel. Uh, wh- where's our stuff? And then I'm going to actually throw it at you and Ian can tell us where we can find this stuff. Yeah, so we are uh, day back in on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Back in my day games on Twitch. And you can find the podcast. It's called Back in My Day on your podcast app of choice. Sweet. And yeah. uh, with the Twitch stuff, we're actually, uh, we're trying to play as many games as we can. Some of them old. A lot of the time we're even playing Warzone because it's a great way for us to sort of all play together as much as we can, um, especially in the evenings when we sort of got a little bit of extra time outside of the work day. But Ian's doing a very similar thing as well. Sir, we're, we, I have a thing set up so I can, we can automatically host your channel when we're not on. I know Mike well. was telling me, I got to set that up for you guys too. Cause yeah. I, I like to host you whenever, whenever I see you on, I like to host you. But yeah. So I have it set up automatically, that's, but that's, you're, you're yeah. on generally sort of because of work schedules, you're sort of on during the day a little bit more and mm-hmm. stuff, but you know, people don't have to come to our channel to watch us. Where, where do they find you? Oh yeah, Doctor Dominion on uh, Twitch. So D R D O O M I O N I N I O N. Doctor Dominion. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you're you're playing a, a host of different games too. A lot of it's Warzone as well. You're you're dipping into um, Horizon yeah, Zero just, Dawn, which is a great game. So yeah, just started Horizon Zero Dawn, loving that game. And then of course, when anyone else is around, wants to throw down on Warzone, I'm always game. So always gaming. Always gaming. Always gaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much for, uh, for joining me this time. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, let us know what your favorite Easter eggs are. Maybe we touched on them, or maybe we missed a lot of big ones, and uh, which is probably likely. Uh, let us oh, know yeah, what your favorite so. ones are as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll uh, see you next time.
membership again? <laughs>